This is Brothers of Ash, a podcast that explores how Christian doctrine should be lived out in fellowship from a Reformed Baptist perspective. We are back again, episode, what is this, episode 15? 15, 15. Crazy. Uh, we finished up uh, Free Will, or we joked around saying Free Willy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the Free Willy music in the back. That was a good touch. Yeah, that hey, was actually on nice. the edits. Good job, on the, yeah, you're welcome. Way better than I'm my. Surprised edits. they haven't taken it down for copyright. I know that's yeah. actually that's what I was worried about when I was like looking for it online. I don't know how all that stuff works. Is it like a certain amount of time? I mean, it's just. I, I think know. it's a straight up song itself. Like they was it the it was, Michael Jackson? Thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, love yeah. that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I found it on. A, I found it on a site. I won't name the site, but it was. Uh, it was there, and I just took a little, <laughs> like, three seconds out snippet. of it. Yeah. That should work. So today we are. Yes, we will banter a little bit. Uh, today we are joined by one of our pastors here at Resurrection Church. Mr. Joel Brown, not to be uh, confused with Joel Osteen, as some of you might oh have thought. Because uh, <laughs> somebody, I was referencing, yes. I said Pastor Joel. Uh, I think we have to it was, it comment was, on that. And one. I said, I think we have the, a lot of similarities. <laughs> I mean, oh you're very jovial, like yeah, him. Yeah. But the, the, the. I feel uh, like, you know, me and Joel, we. Oh my we, if we had more time, I would actually tell you about the time that I visited Joel Osteen's church. But oh my goodness! Wow. I'm sure we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a couple. That would be the next series. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, it would go into like I don't know how, but we'd be do, we'd go into like this heresy hunting series, which would totally just like derail us, and everybody would be after us. Anyway, yeah, so anyway, sorry to yeah. So today's episode is on uh, prayer. Uh, defining it, what it is, how it can be uh, both a benefit and not only individual, but also the corporate setting of the church. So mm-hmm. we brought in uh, Pastor Joel uh, definitely as a resource to that. And he is a fellow student at Western Seminary that I am a student at. Mm-hmm. So what up, Western Seminary? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to be talking mostly on prayer and then how that's worked out in corporate and individual life of the church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and I was telling my family that I was going to be recording this, and they're like, so why are you... Who are these I don't, guys? I don't know why I'm going to do this. I don't know why they asked me to do it. I guess I must pray a lot. I, I don't well, know. But I was going to say, so when we did ask, the yeah. two services uh, or two sermon series ago, um, yeah. when we were having people share their testimonies yeah. and just really getting the church to come together and like be more open in our DG groups, one of the cool one of the things I like really admired about you when I when we were over at your house recording, I was like, you know what? Let's get Pastor Joel. I was like, there would be times that we'd be in the middle of something and something would be done. And he would just like, let's just pray about this. This is like really heavy <laughs> in this room and we need to pray about this. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. it was one of those things I was just like, that's really, it, you were a good example of showing what it is to actively yeah. live out a life of prayer instead of yeah. just saying, hey, I'll just pray for you yeah. later, you know? And yeah. that was like really, I was just like, yeah. that was really cool. Cool. So that's uh, cool. one of the biggest yeah. things. So when we came to this, it was an easy, just like, yeah, let's get Pastor yeah. Joel. That's easy. Yeah. Well, it is a big so. passion of mine. So mm-hmm. thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we were talking about that too, I was I was, I was talking to Janelle offline about it, and she had said the same thing. Like she really encouraged, like, "Hey, Pastor Joel would be awesome to have during that." So, cool. Yeah. So we're excited to have you, and I don't know if you want to share a little bit about yourself before we get going for people that don't know you, but maybe just summarize yeah. yourself in three words. Oh, <laughs> three words. Uh, it's it's so Chad can talk more. So if you cut down, <laughs> yeah. then he can talk more. So that's really what it is. Uh, 
So. Well, I don't know if I want to contribute to chat talking. More, so <laughs> yeah. I, sure. Summarize myself in three words. My goodness. No, you don't have to do that. I don't think I can do no. that. Especially not on the spot. If you gave me like a week to think about it, I could definitely come up with that. But I'd be interested. I'm, that would I'm be more homework. of a slow burn kind of guy. I kind of have to think through things. Um, a little bit about myself. Well, I'm pastor at Resurrection Church and helped plant this church in 2000. 15. Yeah. Five All years. Were there yeah. Five years time. coming yeah. up in January. Five years. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Praise the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Wow. And that's a miracle of God right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just uh, got, got three kiddos, twin daughters who are 13. They're going to be 14 in a couple months. That's which crazy. Is bonkers. Uh, I was actually getting, uh, so, so this is typically me. I, I'll interrupt and talk a lot. So, yeah. anyways. I was just Don't thinking of you. Okay, stop it. <laughs> How dare you? I wasn't done. Pastoral leadership, yeah. Chad. I, when I was, uh, Janelle was helping me get the boys ready today, and it's like, we're dedicating Jake today, so mm-hmm. we all got to be there and on time. Of course, we were late. But I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm just getting one child ready. And I thought of you, I was like, man, he had twin girls. I wonder what that was like. Because mm-hmm. yeah. my brother has twin boys. And, and you have another six younger other boy. people in the ch- six other couples in the church yes. that have twins. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So I I, yeah. I was just thinking of that aspect and like how that even is possible. Oh yeah, it was challenging when they were really little, especially. But um, it it passed pretty quickly. The the mm-hmm. challenging years. By the time they were three, it it was like easier than having one kid because mm-hmm. they would play with each other and mm-hmm. keep each other company and stuff. And they're like best friends. It's awesome. That's they're cool. wonderful. And then our our son is uh, Eli. He's nine. I guess I didn't say the girls' names, Blythe and Naomi. And then and my wife, Emily, and I have been married 18 years. Man. So oh, another, awesome. all those things, testaments to God's grace in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cool. you guys live in Tacoma, right? Yeah, we live okay. in North Tacoma. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you're in the community. So you're not just a pastor that's out of the community that comes and commutes all the way. Not that say right. that's wrong or anything, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like a lot yeah. of I know there are pastors that commute very far from yeah. their community of where they serve. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. That you're yeah. I, I think there's a twofold thing there for me. One is I just, I think philosophically that's, that's an important thing for me to be near to geographically where we're ministering and mm-hmm. we're part of it. Um, and then number two is I hate driving. Okay. And so, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you so just touch sort of a sixth Ave, division. Is, yeah. yeah, it's like 10 mm-hmm. minutes for me. So That's awesome. That's sweet. Um, well, yeah, like Jack said, we're talking about prayer today, and uh, I think the first thing to do is we need to define what prayer is, and I also put down, like, I want to, like, first define it, but then also talk about the design of prayer and what mm. that looks like. I don't know exactly what that means yet, <laughs> but, like, the definition of prayer, and then what what is it designed for, you know? Mm. So I think the definition will help mm-hmm. in, in some of our cases, so. I just like the the definition of design it sounded good yeah. i was trying to think of a third you're trying D, to but yeah you're trying to have good. some alliteration here <laughs> Didn't get there. so are we going to Devotion. the sixteen eighty nine yes. for definition yeah okay. well we'll go to that but then we'll also go to some other books and okay. kind of okay. collaborate and work through i think yeah just being able this to is work unity of the faith the critic yeah. the critic is coming out <laughs> hey man we're hey unity of the church all right yeah. so uh so what the 1689 says in the catechism where the cat if you don't know what a catechism is it's a call it's a question and answer so it, it goes into certain parts of the faith and so question number 105 in the catechism of 1689 says what is prayer and the answer that they give is 
prayer is an offering up uh, our desires to God. So Psalm 62, verse 8. And it also says, by the assurance of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 26, for all things agreeable to his will, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, and Romans 8, 27, in the name of Christ, believing with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgments of his mercies. And then there's another question, which is uh, some other different things, but I know that's pretty that's a pretty technical, so I'll read that again. So prayer is an offering up of our desires to God by the assistance of the Holy Spirit for things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ, believing with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgments of his mercies. Hmm. So, yeah, so there's that. And then there's about three or four other questions that go into that. So... Um, we can talk about those as they come up. But one of the questions is, what rule hath God given? And yes, this is kind of old school KJV-ish language. Mm-hmm. What rule hath uh, God given uh, for our direction in prayer? Another question is, what what doth the preface of the Lord's Prayer teach us? Uh, what do we pray for uh, in the first petition? Or what what is like our first things that we should bring what do we pray for second? What do we pray for third? What do we pray for fourth, fifth, sixth? Uh, and so it kind of uses the Lord's Prayer as kind of that, that uh, I don't know, yeah, outline right. as Chad, as you were kind of saying. So mm-hmm. how do we go to the Lord in prayer? And the 1689 is using the Lord's Prayer as that kind of outline to use when you right. pray. So. And what are those five things? You want to go into them? <laughs> You definitely should. I, I actually, when I was building the outline, I was trying to go through the Lord's Prayer and pick out like what what things are happening. And for some reason, I stopped doing that and just made questions. So I think that'd be a good thing if we could read through that and then pick sure. out those five things. Unless, Joel, you just want to spoil the beans right here now. <laughs> uh, you mean like me tell you what I think is those five? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, well, and that's why I was curious about it, because I was surprised that there were five. I was surprised that there weren't four. When I think about the Lord's Prayer... There's actually... Well, it says six right six. here. Yeah. Wow. According to... According to 16.9 Baptists back in the day. That must be in the King James. I don't know. It they could must be. have got more, yeah. more points in the King James. <laughs> no. Uh, so let's think about it. So our Father in Heaven... Mm-hmm. So there's... I know I, I learned it in the traditional. It's probably King James framework so that's what i have memorized i don't have the scripture our father which art in heaven (laughs) hallowed be thy name Uh uh-huh uh thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Mm -hmm. give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us Mm -hmm. lead us not temptation but deliver us from evil for not thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen and that last part is not really in yeah that's like an add-on thing Mm -hmm. um it's a perfectly good add-on. I'm not against that mm-hmm. add-on. <laughs> we like benedictions but, here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, if I think about that from Jesus' perspective, from the, from what was actually recorded of Jesus' prayer, I think of uh, maybe are they including in the Baptist, are they including the address as, as a point? Um, our Father in heaven. Yeah, you're addressing um, how who God is. Yeah, here's yeah. who you are. Mm-hmm. Um they they um, say that that's the preface. Yeah, 
Yeah. So maybe if you had that, then I could see because then you've yeah. got you've got adoration, which is sometimes mm-hmm. tied tied mm-hmm. to hallowed be thy name. So there's there's a desire to praise God for who He is. He's He's hallowed. He's holy. He's altogether different, um, right? And mm-hmm. then uh, your kingdom come. Your will be done. That's almost like a petition, though. There's almost a that's what I think it's of like in that. Acknowledging, uh, I mean, because it's saying that like his kingdom is going to come and that his will will be done no matter what. This like, so this part actually like when they say uh, so it says the question is one oh nine it says you know what do we pray in the second petition it says in the second petition which is thy kingdom come we pray that Satan's kingdom may be destroyed and that the kingdom of grace mm-hmm. may be advanced ourselves and others brought into it and kept in it mm-hmm. and that that kingdom of glory may be hastened 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 hastened, yeah. hastened, 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 hastened <laughs> yes yeah for sure and then then there's um well okay so a lot of people take that and make the acts prayer outline yeah so it's adoration mm-hmm. confession although it's not necessarily in that order so yeah. that mm-hmm. we're confessing our sins forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us um and I guess in a sense, there's also a forgiving in the prayer of we're forgiving those who trespassed against mm-hmm. us. So that's something that's often neglected in prayer. Yeah, as uh, we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then there's the provision, a request right. for provision for... And I, I would say included in that are any kind of supplications, things mm-hmm. that we're asking God for, mm-hmm. right? Um obviously for bread, although most of us just assume that God's going to give us bread mm. <laughs> yeah. in our culture, right? We, we just kind of think we deserve bread, so God's going to yeah. give it to us. Well, the way I explain it to Blake is that, like I tell him, I was like, hey, God gave Daddy a job, mm-hmm. and that job gives me money, and that money buys us food. So mm-hmm. praise God that he gave me a job, Yeah. and Janelle has a job. So it's like... That's the blessings flowing from exactly. God. Yeah. 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 So... And then the, you could do the token fundamentalist Baptist thing, which is when you ask for prayer, you could do unspoken. Have you heard when of you, that before? Uh, maybe. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What so like mean? when you ask for prayer, like some people will like, they think it's like not appropriate or that it's just to too, it. yeah, to voice it. And they'll say unspoken. Weird. Is that taking, I feel like that's almost like taking the whole, uh, you know, when the spirit intercedes for you, like huh. out of context. Because, like, if you know what to say, say it. Like, God wants to talk to you. Well, that goes back to our definition, right? Because the Holy Spirit is is leading us through prayer. Hmm. So, something to push back on, maybe, <laughs> to all the fundies out there. <laughs> yeah. I doubt they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. but <laughs> So then, so yeah, so we pray for, uh, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And then we just talked about forgive us our trespasses or we've, mm-hmm. as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, so we're asking God uh, uh, to forgive us, mm-hmm. obviously. And then we also, uh, because we have that forgiveness, we can share it with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lead us not into temptation. I, I think that's a powerful, powerful part of the prayer where um, I remember a time... Uh, 
I was counseling someone and I think they were struggling with pornography or so, it was something like that, that there was this habitual thing that they felt like they could never overcome. Mm. And, um, and I remember telling them to pray to God, to ask him to be enough for them in those moments of temptation. Mm. Perfectly good prayer. But I remember realizing afterward that Jesus actually teaches us to pray that we won't even be led into temptation. Yeah. We, you know, and, mm. uh, and I think that's an important thing. It's like God t- promises us that he's going to give us enough in moments of temptation. He's going he's gonna to provide for us a way of escape, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other category for, I just don't want to even go there. I don't even want to get tempted. Yeah. yeah. And that's a pretty powerful thing. I think that's another neglected prayer. Um, I don't know what that prayer, if you were to categorize that, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Like, you know, how did the Baptist categorize uh, Let's see. <laughs> yeah, while Jack's uh, looking that up. <laughs> Anyways, we, would, uh, uh, we would pray. They I say, thought it was going to take longer. Uh, no. We would pray that God would uh, either keep us, uh, so we would pray that God would neither keep us from being tempted to sin or support or deliver us when we are tempted. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's, it kind of goes back yeah. to your point, Joel. Yeah. So I remember, so yeah, you sharing that, Joel. I, I remember sitting in my driveway one night and I was, uh, I was actually talking to Pastor Tim, just regular old Tim at the time. Uh, and I was sharing with him my struggle. Before he got uh, knighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if this was three or four years ago, but this is when, um, I was talking about my struggle with pornography and, uh, um, I was telling him, I was like, I was like, I feel like, um, that I'm, I'm like, cause I, I, I have been like during that time I was asking God a lot to rid me of this sin and like, like help me like not be tempted. And I was almost getting frustrated with God because I was continually tempted. And one thing that Tim said to me was like, well, what like yes you're asking god for those things but what are you doing um to also get on the offense Mm -hmm. and not stay on the defense and just expect god to do it all and so so i took measures that basically prevented me from uh getting into that temptation and seeing those tempting images um and that helped insurmountably because then me and god were on the same page fighting Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. temptation and the the whole thing there was that I was praying, expecting God to, you know, just rid me of my thorn in my side. Right, right, you know? right. That'd be like somebody going, give me today my daily bread. And by the way, I'm going to sit here on my sofa all day long and not work. <laughs> and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, God, God gives us the daily bread mm-hmm. by, like you said earlier, giving me work to do so I can mm-hmm. have daily bread. It's a similar thing. It's like. A lot of these prayers are prayers of of us orienting ourselves toward the kingdom of God and and inviting his kingdom to come in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if it gets too much off into a, a tangent, but I, I think of that as a really good example of a way that um, prayer is just as much for us as it is something that it is for or to God. You know mm. that it's something that God uses to to transform us as we do it. Um, so praying to not be tempted is a way of being on the offense, saying mm. I don't want to be tempted, mm. I don't want to sin. So God, give me this, and I'm gonna 
mm-hmm. join you in that effort to not yeah. go there. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then the next thing it says, it says, lead us not into temptation, uh, but deliver us from evil. Mm. You, what, what are you I'm snarking the Bro, I'm just me. trying not to talk. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Okay. If there's ever silence in the podcast, it's when Chad's trying not to talk. He's just <laughs> snarkly, see, snarkly see. looking at Byron and I. So. Well, you talk so much that when you stop talking, it's like a shocker. When you're like trying to process, this, you're that. like, like this is such a nice moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, just, yeah. let's just sit in it. So what? I, so what I said is that's all they. That's all they go into. So uh-huh. deliver us from evil. They don't have anything that elaborates on that necessarily, other than the footnotes they made in scripture. I see so. that as kind of a uh, another way of saying lead us not into temptation. Okay. It's like yeah. it's another part of that first half of that prayer. Yeah. That, that line. All right, and then we get into, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So this is where uh, it says, um, the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer, which Chad, you just said, teacheth us to take our encouragement in prayer from God only. You got a lift? Teacheth. <laughs> teacheth. It's KJV, dude. Um, you can and, speak in modern English. Though, and That's awesome I don't much. have the modern English, you though. And hey, I want to say okay. teacheth, all right. All, right. all right? We say that in Sounds the hymns. Sounds more sophisticated. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so teacheth <laughs> us to take our encouragement in prayers uh, from God only and in our prayers to praise him, ascribing kingdom, power, and glory to him and to testimony and in testimony, excuse me, of our desire and assurance uh, to be heard, we say amen. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just, what's that one hymn, Joel, you might know, the crown, so. crown him with many crowns. It's oh like boy. John Wesley, is it? Jack's trying to try out for the Christmas choir yeah. over here. The guys at the end are <laughs> absolutely puzzled because Joel and I are hymn geeking out right now. Oh, I so. know that, that <laughs> hymn. Yeah, my dad was all about that hymn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's what I that's what I think of when I hear that that kind of language where it talks about kingdom and glory. It's like crowning him with many crowns. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's that reminder, it's sort of that bookend even though it's not in Jesus's prayer. Uh, I like it as a bookend of saying kind of ending where you began, right? Mm-hmm. Of going this is who our God is. He's the one who's kingdom will never end and so it makes absolute sense for me as someone who's in relationship with him to pray these things to him Mm -hmm. as someone who's kind of surrendering my whole life to him as i'm as i'm doing so because he's the one who's got the glory forever so i'm kind of orienting myself in that direction Mm -hmm. for sure cool all right so why should we pray have we gotten past the definition then? Uh, what's I, no, that's a good point. Because <laughs> I think we had a long enough definition that we might need a simpler one. Yeah. So the 1689 was you know a lot. Um, it's it's a very then, technical manual. Yeah, yes. Of faith. And we use Jesus' example of the Lord's Prayer um, to help us understand and know how to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be our uh, one sentence explanation of defining prayer. Uh, Byron. Mm. 
Yeah. Thank you. Say <laughs> well, the nice thing is, <laughs> what's crazy no, is you good. always have to have approval to speak. Well, <laughs> I think, I think, like, kind of like, like Pastor Joel said in the beginning, it's like just that slow simmering. It's like I got to like really think about about these things. I don't because I can be foolish a lot of the times and just speak, and mm-hmm. then it's just like, well, that guy's does he really know what he's talking about? Um, but yeah, so I'm still kind of sitting on that how to break that down. What we just talked about. I mean, because Lord's Prayer is not just some simple little form that's just like that's what it is and then you're like okay now break this down in a simple to, form so to I mean, me it just yeah go, oh go ahead yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. sure yeah go ahead always yeah. i always yeah. have to um so prayer to me is communication with god mm-hmm. sure in, in the simplest, simplest forms yes right yeah uh and yeah i'll get into more later but i think that if i was to try to define what prayer is it's communication with the one true god i would say mm-hmm. with our creator god mm-hmm. um, good. because we'll get into more about like who people pray to. Um, and I think that when you talk about prayer, uh, and you talk about who you're praying to, like to say that, um, you know, to say that, you know, prayer is communication with the one true God who made me, uh, that's, that's definitely defining like who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not some other God, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. everyone else. Cause I like, I like yeah. that you're saying communication, mm-hmm. not just talking to, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend mm-hmm. to think of prayer as just talking to God, mm-hmm. speaking to Him, but it is both. You know, there's the whole the Spirit groans with us mm-hmm. when we ha- when we can't find the right words. Spirit mm-hmm. prays with us, you know, or Jesus is praying on our behalf. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a conversation that's happening, and we're participating in it, mm-hmm. and we're we're listening to God, we're speaking to God. Um, one little fun factoid. This is this is my equivalent to Jack's 1689 stuff that he gets psyched about. But uh, and early church fathers. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm taking Greek. Oh yeah, Koine Greek in in seminary. And by the way, Koine A studying Common Koine, Greek. Yes, studying Koine Greek is like absolute torture. <laughs> I, I had friends. It. I had friends try I hate to teach it me it so much. Yeah. Jack told. I remember I talked to Jack. I was like, "Did you take languages?" He goes, "No, I didn't. I kind of maybe it. you took. Did you take one? I did flirt with this Koine Greek thing, oh and I'm like, gosh. "Oh, I'm done with it. No, nope. it, wow. not It's absolute it. torture, and that's a whole other conversation. But there have been a few little nuggets that the Lord has given me mm. that just give me. It's like manna, you know. It's just mm. just enough. For me to not completely want to go fall on something sharp while I'm <laughs> doing it. And, and here's one of the things is this week, uh, there are two vocab words, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's just like fun fact for mm-hmm. everybody. Two vocab words in Greek that are back-to-back in my, in, in my vocabulary for, that I had to memorize. And I literally just did this yesterday. Two words. Listen to these two words and tell me if, if you notice anything. One is pros erkamai, and one is pros yukamai. Mm-hmm. Sound pretty similar, right? Yeah. yeah. The first word means I come to or I go to, and the second word means I pray. Good night. Wow. And I just huh. love that. I think that's like one of the coolest things I've learned in Greek thus far. And there's this sense of like I'm coming to God uh, when I pray, right? Mm-hmm. So pros. Erkamai and pros ukamai, I'm coming to God. I'm praying to God, but I'm, but I mm-hmm. and, and again, it's also that conversational thing. There's a two way thing mm-hmm. going on. Anyway, 
Yeah. Fun fact. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Jack Byron, how, your definition of prayer would be kind of similar? I would say, yeah, just going off of what you said, Chad, communication with God, but uh, in more of a Trinitarian sense, too. Mm. So, you know, we don't worship a God who just is, you know, vapor or ice or water. He is Father, Earth, Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's not. He's not even that group from the seventies, Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, or even Frozen Two. Spoiler alert: Frozen Two. Uh, spoilers there. But um, so uh, he is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and like Jill was saying, the Holy Spirit will give us that groaning. Uh, the Father is the one that we are uh, petitioning to overall. I would say the one being of God, kind of. Even to go into like the old school, what the Cappadocian fathers would say, you have one being of God who is Yahweh and then three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so you're going before the Trinitarian God of Scripture, Trinitarian God of the Bible, Trinitarian God of our salvation, and uh, going to him and giving him your whole life, but then also receiving as well too, blessing from him too. So I would say that there's not just that one-way street, but that it's both you're communicating to and you're receiving from. Mm. So, mm. I like me that Trinitarian language, so yeah. let's keep mm-hmm. it real on that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that, that comes back to the relationship, too. Yeah. Of, like, it being a communicating with. Because we even see Jesus in the Scripture with that, so. Mm-hmm. Or just even in the Garden of Gethsemane yeah. or anything, so. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good definition. Um, and we're kind of like also talking through the design of prayer through Jesus's flow of prayer, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Um, I think we've answered the question of why should we pray in, in, in one way where we communicate with God. Um, and I think as we continue the conversation, we'll get into the other reasons for prayer and examples of types of prayers. And anyways, um, so what's up, Byron? Oh no! I'm just moving my hands. Okay, <laughs> I'm just looking at the. Sc- I'm looking at our screen, just making yeah. sure all of our voices are still registering, right? Gangster. Um, all right, so I want to talk about before we like. Well, actually, first let, let's just go into you know how do you pray personally? Mm-hmm. Um, you know when do you pray? How much do you pray? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of get some an, an understanding of kind of where all of us are at with prayer um, and, you know, how we do it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say for me, when, what is it? Um, what was that question again? I'm sorry. The, how do we pray? Yeah. How do we pray? Um, it, it's, it's been, I've been learning over the last few years because like in other podcasts I've shared that I didn't grow up in a Christian household. So a lot of this is still things I'm still growing and still learning and still trying to understand and, and what it means to be prayerful and, you know, be in community with God in that, um, and in that communication. But like, for me, it's gotta be, for me, it's continuous. It's like, I'm constantly trying to Now, when I say constantly, I don't mean like, it's like every second of every day, but it's like, it's like continuously realizing that I am continuously like in need of God. Mm -hmm. So I'm continuously in prayer, even like when I'm at work, not understanding something that my mind would be clear that I would understand, you know, what work to, that would glorify him and how I'm working. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just kicking my feet up cause I've got a very loose job where I can just, I can sit back and just do nothing all day technically, but mm-hmm. that, how does that honor God and how does that honor my employer, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's just 
it's really just, it's not necessary that I'm sitting in on my knees in prayer in a dark closet or anything like that. Um, it's just throughout my day of just activity of just really trying to trust and really rely on God and how I go about even being prepared on the way home, praying to God in my moment of sometimes listen to podcasts, I listen to a ton of podcasts and just turn that off and just praying and asking God to like set my heart right for my family when I go in there to make sure that I have time with them and mm-hmm. that I'm focused on them. I'm not bringing any kind of work, maybe stress from there, you know, when I have it, um, you know, and stuff and that I'd be, I'm engaged with my children and engaged with my wife. So it's more of just relying on him to get strength, to be able to then be an example to my children of mm-hmm. what it means to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's just more of how I, when I'm praying. How frequently, how frequently does that actually come into play? Because I know that like certain times when mm-hmm. I'm at work and I'm stressed out and there's a lot going yeah. on, I won't remember to go to God and I'll try to mm-hmm. figure out myself. And then on my drive home, I'm like, man, why didn't I go to God for that? Sure. You know, like, and then I go to Him for that then. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a guy at work, um, an employee, uh, Doug, and uh, him and I, whenever I get like super stressed or, or whatever, I'll just call him and just be like, hey, man. Because he works, for, he has to work from home, and I have to work from the office. But I'll call him and just be like, "Hey, this I'm like because really they sh- trust him more." Y- yeah, well, <laughs> that's probably why. Because um, <laughs> then I would sit in my pajamas all day, and it was really <laughs> yeah. um, But I, I, I call him. So like, whenever I'm getting like really stressed out, um, I'll call him and just ask him to pray, or we'll just pray together wow. like, over the phone. So it's like it's really I've been really fortunate and blessed in that area mm, to wow. not just go, "Wow, I should have really prayed." And I'm not saying I have it all figured out either. That's right. I don't want to sound arrogant in that, but there is the blessing of having another Christian that is, you know, mm-hmm. that loves Jesus and will pray with me right there on the spot and won't mm-hmm. just, you know, just okay, yeah, I'll pray for you, you yeah. know. Um, so that's been a huge blessing. So having that has been really fortunate and just. And he's a lot older than I am, so he's able to be like, hey, I've already been through all the kids, you know, you know, just encouraging or just being like, hey, yeah, yeah, you really dropped the ball on that. You know, you need to go repent to your kids or your wife or, you know, you need to definitely bring that to Christ Yeah. in that. So that's been, mm. yeah. So that helps me refocus every day as I go to work or mm-hmm. home or wherever I go. So mm-hmm. that's been very fortunate. Mm. So. What about you, Jack? I would say it it, de- it depends and varies. Uh, so I would say probably the morning. Uh, there's certain times in, in the morning where I'll pray and I think it's depending how my body is feeling because lately it's been very like an old battleship. I don't know. Um, it's just very creaky. I don't know. I don't your know if that's... Yes. Or your prayer life. Um, <laughs> my body. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know. When there's pains and I don't know, I guess it's those pains in my body will kind of come up or I don't know, maybe they're like, you know, old school, you know, how Paul said, how Jesus was saying, why do you kick against the goads? Um, I don't know if those pains physically are just me, uh, like a reminder of that thorn in the flesh kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. to just go to God and to rely on him for my strength. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then I think throughout the day, there'll be events that go on that I'll go back to God and pray about, um, you know, I work on an army base, and so daily it's something's come up, or this person's leaving, or these people are deploying, or uh, just even one of my co- uh, guy that I work with, not my coworker, but a guy that I work with, had a massive heart attack. And um, just in that moment, I just was in my cubicle just praying for him. So there are certain times 
I don't think it's necessarily this like we need to pray three times a day necessarily or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think it's just when things come up, <clears throat> those are the times that you need to go to God to depend on Him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then also I would use I would just reference what kind of uh, our pastors would say in using that tacos prayer mm-hmm. acrostic thanksgiving adoration confession other self mm-hmm. i use that a lot yeah. um yeah. that just helps me to kind of flow through what yeah mm-hmm. versus i would say in the 1689 you're you're relying more on the lord's prayer but i would say to us in our modern time, I think, you know, our modern brains can't handle that so much. And so, yeah. like, I'll go to, like, an acrostic to kind of help me out. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, there's there's quiet times where I use that acrostic that really helps out. And so, but I think daily, it's just as things come up, that's when I'll go to God and, mm-hmm. and give him those things and ask mm-hmm. him to let his will be done. So, yeah. So this, this chair is like super loud. <laughs> so I can hear a lot of creaking in my chair. Yes. Like, Ambiance. Yeah. Um, for for me, uh, prayer looks like um, I don't know. Just to be clear, like uh, this year, I've I've uh, been convicted to pray more, and uh, it's taken a long time to actually follow through with that. But now I have a list in my closet. Uh, that I printed out last week, and because I've I've been feeling convicted to pray for many things, and for me, like it has to be on the calendar, on a list, or in front of my face to remind me. And so, uh, I kind of had to figure out a pattern. But um, uh, in the morning before I go to work, I have a little bit of time, you know, as I'm getting ready, and then um, I've kind of identified, you know, our our closet, so walk-in closet. And I want to start dedicating time to pray in there for specific things. Um, and that, that time's almost going to be like a dedicated, like, just quiet time to pray. Um, because me and Janelle also, like, throughout the day will pray um, for random things. But then you also have the times that we pray during, before our meal, um, mm-hmm. pray at night with Blake uh, when he goes to bed. And so you have all those, like, normal things of times that you pray. But... You know we are to pray uh, all the time um, and uh, I was just thinking that like uh, at work before like I have to have a hard conversation uh, with somebody I'll definitely like just <laughs> pray real fast because I have a history of just being a jerk and uh, just like at work and a couple of my friends at work listen to this podcast and so and we're talking people. they they know <laughs> that is true and yeah and uh Cause like my, my leadership style for a long time was very military ish style. Right. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't all a a lot of love. And my boss at the time, like four or five years ago, um, was like, you know, you should probably just look and look how Jesus led and try to mirror that more. Because he was a Christian as well, and that was a very unique situation. Man, if he was an unbeliever, I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that would yeah, be Chad. a stern rebuke. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chad, you say you're a Christian, but you should probably see how Jesus leads. Yeah. But so, like, that's always on my mind whenever I have a conversation with somebody at work mm-hmm. is like, uh, like, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, imaging Jesus well in this situation. Uh, you know, I, I know we talked about Christian liberties a couple of weeks ago, and, um, and, uh, I, you know, can cuss every once in a while, and I think that I'm really starting to be convicted about that, um, because 
if Jesus were here, it'd be totally, I would act totally different. <laughs> and so like, it's almost like, man, the Holy Spirit is just like, Chad, you're being pretty fake. So you need to fix that. Which is so. pretty interesting because before that, you're like, I don't feel convicted about it at all. Until we at really all. started talking about it, yeah. So, no, it's what it's I'm saying. It's kind that's of awesome. changed. That's, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Insert yeah. GIF of Jack Nicholson, like yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah. nodding right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and, anyways, so, but yeah, prayer in my daily life looks sporadic and there's no real rhythm. But the one rhythm I feel convicted to make is then is, is, is to pray for uh, particular things in, in the morning time. Mm. Um, mm. I think that'll help my day too because I, I've done it a couple times last week and it helped kind of center my thoughts and my actions throughout that day and it was just good because like I'll try to listen to the Bible and like in my truck on the way to work or if I have time before I leave for work I'll read the Bible um, but I feel that like prayer for me is um, I don't want to say that I mean like like God's word is first for me but like mm-hmm. prayer is right there obviously because it's i don't know you're talking to god it's that relationship yeah. aspect so well, i mean god's word is given to us mm-hmm. we're reciprocating that too mm-hmm. so even yeah. praying his word back to him has yeah. been something that's been like really mm-hmm. um, encourages my praying to him also mm-hmm. just just reading the scripture back to him has been like pretty good chad did you say you have like are you praying, praying in your closet? Yeah, well, that's yeah. when you have are, did, rich. Did you, it's my, okay, it's my first walk-in closet, did you, and it's a great space. Did you like watch that quiet. cheesy Christian movie called War Room, and now you're trying to like, oh, no. rip off that? No. And, like, no. Heck no. <laughs> I have not what? heard of this movie. <laughs> Me neither. Crazy yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've seen the, the picture of the VHS tape, because oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's a VHS. <laughs> that, I doubt they can afford it. It's on DVD, actually. Interesting. Kirk Cameron must have contributed. I'm most likely. I'm most likely sure it was the same guys, yes. No, but the closet for me, like, it's there's nothing but clothes in there, mm-hmm. and there's no distraction. Okay. That's, that's, gotcha. the, that's the chief thing there. Because right. downstairs, I can get distracted with mail sitting around, or coffee, or right. my phone, you know, like, but in mm-hmm. my closet, there's none of that. Um, but Isn't anyways. that a Tupac song? What? In, in my, my closet? closet? I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, Is that like a hip-hop Kelly. song? Yeah. Uh, Drake in my feelings? Stuck in the closet. R. Kelly, I think. I don't know. That's fine. you're right. Yeah. Joel, what about you? Prayer. Prayer. So let we me. We got two minutes because he took up ten. Of course. <laughs> oh my no, gosh. Go for it. Go for it. No. I How dare you, Chad? <laughs> um, I I really can't actually. Good. So, good. Uh, first, a quick story from when I was. Well, how old was I? I don't know. It was maybe ten years ago or so. And by the way, I'm turning 40 this week on Thanksgiving, so hey, hey, hey. it's about wow. 30. Wow. And I had three small children at home at the time, right? My girls were probably four, and my son was like less than a year old. Hmm. And I remember uh, the guy who was a pastor over me at the time, Bill Clem, who mm-hmm. majorly... Boss man, Bill. Boss man, yeah. He majorly <laughs> discipled me. He also discipled Bubba. Huge That's influence great. on me. Um, and one of the things that he taught us though was taught us to pray Hmm. uh and and he i remember him teaching on mark i think it's chapter one it's either at the very end of chapter one or it's the beginning of chapter two where jesus has just been like healing people like crazy Hmm. and he's uh he's casting out demons and he's just working around the clock and it says i think he goes until you know after the sun goes down into the, the wee hours of the night, he's working and working and working. 
the next thing is, and then, and then it says, the next day he arose before the sun came up and he prayed in private and he like went to a quiet place, you know, and, and I was just like, dang, yo, like Jesus has got to be tired and he's mm-hmm. waking up at the crack of dawn to go pray man that's convicting you know (laughs) and and so but it wasn't convicting in a shaming way but it was Uh, an inspiring way it was like man i really want to and there's that martin luther quote where he's like i have so much to do today that i've got to wake up and pray for three hours or something like that you know and so i was like oh man i I totally i can get down with that i need to i need to do that so i tried it and i would get i I was working a lot of nights at that time and i would get up at five o'clock in the morning I would come out and I would get on my knees in our living room because I was as far away from the kids' rooms as I could get. And I just pray for at least 30 seconds and then I'd fall asleep <laughs> on my face. I'd like be on my knees at our ottoman trying to pray and, and I'd just plop down. I could not Man. do it. And I tried and tried and tried and tried for I don't know how long, weeks, maybe months. Wow. I would do this and... And the fact was, I had all these little kids at home. They'd wake us up all night. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't come to bed at, at a decent hour the night before. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wasn't getting enough sleep. My body wasn't letting me do it. And I started feeling really ashamed of it. And I started mm-hmm. feeling condemned. Like, oh man, I got this big prayer list and I got to do all this stuff. And uh, I don't really remember exactly. I, I think I just kind of threw my hands in the air at some point. I don't remember mm-hmm. how that ended exactly. But what what has been probably the most transformative thing for me in prayer and it's on the complete other end of that spectrum was something i learned a couple of years ago um and i heard this pastor talking about contemplative prayer which is like it is it's an historic practice that the church has done for pretty much before the church even existed Uh like uh the the nation of israel people would practice this this practice of contemplative prayer, contemplation. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So what's the deal with that? And it's really, it's, it's like Christian meditation. Um, and it, it varies in how you practice it. Sometimes you practice it uh, repeating a particular prayer over and over and over again. So the most common one is the Jesus prayer which is taken from, what is it, Luke 19, I think, uh, where the Pharisee and and the tax collector, and the mm. Pharisee won't repent, but yeah. the tax collector says, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Actually, it doesn't say Jesus Christ, but that's the that's the Jesus version of it, the Jesus prayer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And as you're doing that, you're taking relaxing, deep breaths, and you're breathing out and you're praying, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it's just over and over and over again. And, and in the practice of it, you're focusing your heart and your mind on Him and who He is. And I like to kind of picture Jesus and mm-hmm. His person as I'm doing that, I'm closing my eyes. Um, and what I've actually then picked up, and this is this is like my own little concoction of a bunch of different things that <laughs> that I've learned, but I'll usually start there because it's through Jesus's mercy 
that I'm able to come to God. And so I like starting there. Mm-hmm. It's just remembering, okay, I need God's mercy. I need to be forgiven of my sins. Um, but then it's, okay, now I'm going to remember God. And, it's, and I do the same kind of activity. It's the same breathing and everything, but it's um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our God is one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our God is one. I'm just remembering who he is. And all of this is kind of leading me to the uh, what Scott McKnight calls the Jesus Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he wrote a whole book on it that I haven't read, but I've heard him talk about it and I think it's really great. And I have the book sitting here. And one day when I'm done with seminary, I'm probably going to read it. Uh, but but I do know what the what he means. Koine Greek. Yeah, <laughs> the the Koine Greek translation of the book. But but his whole thing is the the Jews practice praying the Shema, which is Deuteronomy six. Pastor Bubba actually talked about this in this. Mm-hmm. In, uh, I think when he was doing the child dedications yes. today, he uh, talked yeah. about it, and it's Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then Scott McKnight adds the addendum that Jesus adds, which is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so all these things are kind of working together. I'm coming to God in need, so I'm asking him for mercy. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to God remembering who he is and his personhood as a trinity. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming to God reminding myself of who he is as one, but then I'm kind of telling myself, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm practicing those kind of, and that'll, that'll go for like 15 minutes, maybe. It, I, I haven't, I'm sure some guys who practice contemplation, they do it for like an hour or an hour and a half or something. I'm not there yet, but just doing that once a day for 15, 20 minutes, massive transformation for me. Um, and, and my prayer life kind of opens up from that place. Uh, when I'm, when, you guys have all mentioned it to some extent, but when I'm kind of centered on who God is, mm. then that allows everything else to kind of flow from that. And so I I do have a really, really long prayer list, but I honestly haven't used it in a very, very long time. And it's not because I don't pray for those things anymore. I do pray for them. But my devoted time of prayer is primarily me coming to God mm. and kind of connecting with Him mm. and then allowing whatever he brings my way throughout my day whether I'm reading the news and now I need to pray for that country that's got strife or I run into somebody and they need prayer for this thing I'm allowing those moments to be prayer in the moment rather than trying to somehow like manage this list or whatever Um, and so oh well that person came to mind I told him I was going to pray for them last week and now I'm going to pray for them right now just in this Mm. moment you know just anything like that um, and just trusting that the Lord will bring it to mind. I, I'm not saying there's something wrong with a prayer list. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But for me, the bigger thing has been allowing me to come to a place where I'm just spending time communing with God. And re- I also read His Word at that time. That's when I spend my time in Bible reading. And by the way, I have an Anglican Bible reading hey, plan. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and as I'm spending that time in Bible reading, it kind of flows into that prayer time. And, and then all the rest of my prayer just kind of happens as it happens throughout the day. So that's a way more than two-minute answer. But that's No, but that's helpful because it yeah. helps people like for, you know, to 
instead of doing kind of like the burnout, like, you know, praying all night, seeing scripture, seeing like Jesus, obviously we're to mirror Christ, but then being like, man, I got, I got to do this. And then you don't, and then you feel like a failure. And then, you know, and then you start doing things like you mentioned Martin Luther and you start beating yourself over stuff like that, you know, and, and, and it starts becoming some of those things that now you're taking on this heavy stripe that it's like, this is mine. Right. Yeah. And then you become prideful. Whereas now you're giving a tool that is now obviously something that we, we or the listeners can take and go, wow, you know what, if I, if I need to just make sure that my focus is on Christ and yeah. his goodness and stuff, and then out of that, everything else will flow. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's super encouraging. And, it, and, and one of the things that I want to get to but I haven't gotten to yet mm-hmm. is this Jesus Creed, praying this, this contemplative prayer um, like the nation of Israel did three times a day. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I don't want to do it so that I can somehow achieve something. It has sure, nothing yeah. to do with it. But, but I, I recognize the value in doing that at one point in my day. And I re- I'm like, man, no wonder these guys did this three times a day. Yeah. By the time you're eating lunch, you've completely kind of lost it and you need to come back. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. well, and, and by the time you're going to your family, like you're praying when you're on your way home, right? Yeah. By the time I go home I, or I'm eating dinner or whatever it is, I need to remember this. I need to remember who our my God is, and um, and so hopefully at some point, by the grace of God, I will be able to do that uh, and remember. It. I literally don't remember it uh, once my day gets going, and I'm kind of, I'm a real doer. I just kind of get going on stuff, and it's like, man, I need to stop and just remember God again, and then. It was cool what you talked about breathing because I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna share something in John Anwu Chekwa's book on prayer. Uh, it says on chapter one, it talks about the problem of prayerlessness. But he says uh, he goes uh, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. He said, all jokes aside, that may be the most potent and challenging statement on prayer that I've ever read. Breathing as a metaphor. For Christian prayer capti- or captures so much of what prayer should be. It reminds us that prayer is something essential to our existence. Breathing is necessary for everything we do. It enables every activity. Likewise, prayer is basic and vital. It's tied to both our present existence and perpetual endurance. Prayer is breathing. There's no better metaphor of what prayer should be for that of the Christian. So that kind of goes back to what you're Ooh. saying. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because when you start talking about contemplation, sometimes Christians can get all tweaked out. They're like, "What the?" Yeah, you know. But but all we're talking about here is we're relaxing our bodies because God gave us bodies. Right. We're physical beings, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to connect with God in a way that is also tying the whole process to our physical being. And so the the breathing technique, I I love that quote. It, It. it probably helps us physically understand and believe what that quote is talking about yeah. spiritually or, you know, theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I found that my stress level has gone down, you know, mm-hmm. because physically I'm taking my whole body to God in mm-hmm. those times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's this renewal that's happening as, as I'm doing it. So, mm-hmm. That's interesting that we're talking about breathing, just because I just did a post because, yeah, I'm going to talk about him. River, 
does baseball. And uh, he's he's very stiff. He's a very stiff child. Like and he's Who's the, R- River. Why did you have to tell him that you were going to talk about him? Well, because he always gives me a hard time. Because I'll be like, I'll mention River, and he'll be like, Oh, and River's good in doing baseball. <laughs> well, we so, always ask like, So how was your week? You know, we used to or whatever. Yeah. Well, that was during the. But that was it. My son, he does travel baseball. So much shaming. This this is the mom and dad fight. He does travel baseball. So during the time we were doing the podcast, we were always out of town going traveling. So he would be like, how's your week? And I'd just be like, you know, everything's good. Out with River. Baseball. Things are good. Things are fine. Well, that's on the part. Anyways, geez. It's good. Um, Where's that? You want five more minutes? No. Okay. All right. So now I lost what Oh, about the breathing thing. Um, I put a post on Facebook and I just said, hey, does anybody know any kind of like stretching or like yoga things and I'm not even into yoga or anything like that nor do I have a very fit body to probably be in that but but and then I got like a lot of like kind of like pushback on that and it's like I'm I'm not like looking into it so it's just interesting that you're talking about breathing and it's yeah, like well right. there there is there is an importance to breathing and you know obviously but you didn't say stretching but also you know stretching our body right. and stuff like that because you know it is our body should be something that we are thankful for that God has blessed us with mm-hmm. and we should take care of it properly, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and if that can help us cause, you know, stress to come down. Mm-hmm. I really whistled really loud right there. And uh <laughs> and stuff that but my but our focus shouldn't be like on ourselves yeah. in those times. It should be on Christ yes. in those moments and stuff. Yes. And just reflect on it. But go ahead. Yeah, That's and I, I think just thinking about that, so like if if you were to practice some kind of yoga in mm-hmm. terms of the physical, not not obviously like demonic meditation. Demonic <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But right. but if you're if you're to practice those physical stretches, or even just non yoga, but just some stretches or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and you could turn that into a time of contemplation. Right. Like you could totally do that. Yeah. And and what a difference that is from just saying, well, I'm going to stretch my body, which is a wonderful thing to do, mm-hmm. but to take that to the next level and yeah. to go, this is a time for me to connect with God too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, and that was like one of those bigger, bigger things. It was like, I'm not going to my bodybuilding buds because a lot of them aren't very flexible, right? So I'm going to go <laughs> to people that I know are very flexible to ask them. So yeah, yeah that is like one of those things yeah. to be able to redeem that time Yeah, and being able to, you know, reflect on God during those yeah. times. So yeah, it's cool that you brought that up. Yeah. So there you go for whoever's listening, giving pushback. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Get him. Um, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. We're gonna transfer over to um, just kind of our culture and the church uh, about prayer. Um, you know, you know, the guiding question here is: Has prayer become cliche in culture and in the church? Uh, and when I say these things, I'm talking about uh, a bunch of examples are that like I hear a lot in culture and in random conversations when you know something isn't going good or something big and catastrophic happen you know people always say you know thoughts and prayers or people out you know they say pray for me or you better pray uh, i'll be praying for you but never actually pray mm. and so like good thoughts going your direction good vibes, yes. vibes. Good vibes. yeah good Positive good vibes, vibes on you yeah um things paul never just, said <laughs> there's just so much language that i think takes i don't know how to say that it just takes it takes what we're talking about out of context mm. um so yeah, we live in a very spiritualized yeah. culture, and so mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna spiritualize it, and then people will say, especially in the Twitterverse, people will look at that and then blow it up on a thread and say, yeah, we don't need thoughts and prayers right now, we need action. Well, praying and action in the Christian worldview kind of go together mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. yeah. Chip thing that you were talking about earlier, just sitting there eating your chips on your couch. Yeah. Like you exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it's I in within the church. Yeah. What I've what I've come across, and I was really convicted by this as time when I was doing it, and then realizing like I'm not praying for people. Is it sometimes sounds so shallow and messed up, but sometimes yeah. it'd even be the things like you'd be having a conversation, and you'd be like, oh, hey, I'll pray for you, but it's an easy way to get out of yeah, the conversation actually, so that we can just, like, mm-hmm. end it. Like, I don't know what else to say. Do you know what else to say? I don't. You know well, what? Hey, we should get together. And yeah. then they never get together. Right, Chad? So it's like, you know, things like wow. that. that so that was super uh, cool. That's, yeah, but, me and Byron, if you haven't noticed, there's, there's a history between yeah. us flaking out on each other, getting to, like, actually yeah. getting together. Yeah. And I think... We just I'm, shared a hot tub the other day. So. Oh, yeah, that was wow. good. That was good. Man soup. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for the visual, <laughs> <Yeah>. Joel. <laughs> oh, brother. And it's gross because we're both hairy dudes. So just, <laughs> it's a hot tub of salsa. Um, yeah, Jesus, thank you for not including me on that man soup adventure. Thank you. Um, so besides, besides the man soup. Um, I don't even know what you guys were talking about. Now I've just got that well, picture in my well, mind. What, yeah. are, what are we Good saying? Night. Maybe that's maybe that's the picture for this podcast episode. We'll just, we'll just, just like sit in a hot tub. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, so what you were we saying, like in, in a conversation at church, someone's yeah. sharing something with you, and uh, maybe you're uncomfortable, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll be praying for you about that," or "or I'll or I'll pray about that." I think that like I even have experienced that with other people if I'm sharing with them it'll kind of be cut off with mm-hmm. I'll pray for you. Um, now maybe there's validity to that. Like they actually are going to pray for me. Um, yeah. I try to, if I ever tell someone I'm going to pray for them, I try to actually text them like after mm. or before I pray yeah. and said, Hey, I just prayed for you. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah, that's awesome. And like, I'm not the best at that, but like at least my intentions there, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there has been some, pe- a, a few people that like, God will put on my heart and I'll pray for them mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of my day and then text them to let them know like, hey, I pray for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way because, uh, I mean, I just I just think like just like you said, Byron, that um, it's used. It's I don't it just I don't. Well, we don't practice. Don't we don't practice it in person. So when we don't practice in person, when we're just kind of hypocritical, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it's. It confuses the whole what the church is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know? I think even like sometimes something that I've been doing lately to kind of go on that is like because I know if I I probably most likely forget sometimes, but I'll just be like, let's just pray right now. Yeah, yeah. I just try to grab them, just like let's just. Pray. I mean, we're here. Yeah, it's not like it's weird that we're gonna pray together in a church, <laughs> right? Yeah. So why don't we just pray real quick? And it shouldn't be weird at all in any ways, right? But you know, mm-hmm. with when you're within the church and the person's in front of you, just mm-hmm. pray with them there, and then yeah. and then. Then it's okay to be like, all right, well, I gotta go, kind of thing, you know, and then continue to pray as you said, as you remember them. So, so. and equally good in public too. Like, yeah. I, and I've been surprised to see nine times out of ten if I have an unbelieving friend who tells me something, they they're willing to share something vulnerable mm. with me or something that they're struggling with or whatever, something that was hard for them. Nine times out of ten, I'll say. Well, I'd like to pray for you about that. Can I do that? And some, I mean, they're usually down, and they're usually down even if you were to do it right then and there in that moment. Yeah. And, hmm. um, yeah. and I, I think that's a tremendous way to kind of help somebody to see the privilege that we have as Christians to get to talk to God, talk mm-hmm. with God. So. Mm-hmm. 
else was in the question, Chad? So in said, that one question? Yeah. So you're, so you're yeah. saying kind of how do we view prayer and then how do we what fight against like the false misconceptions or... I just wanted to leave it open-ended, honestly. It wasn't very mm. direct, but, I mean, the, pr- the, the the question is, you know, has prayer become cliche in culture and in the church? So just a little bit. So but. maybe, so here, I'll elaborate on what John Stott, who's an Anglican dude, very wise, godly man, was single all his life, like lived a life of very just disciplined, um, just a life of discipline. He said that uh, he went into a prayer service, He says, I remember some years ago visiting a church incognito. I sat in the back row. When we came to the pastoral prayer, it was led by a lay brother or a lay leader. So somebody who's not a pastor, who's like kind of like a deacon because the pastor was on holiday. So he prayed that the pastor might have a good holiday. Well, that's fine. Pastors should have good holidays. Second, he prayed for a lay, uh, a lady member of the church who was about to give birth to a child that she might have a safe delivery, which is fine. Third, he prayed for a lady who was sick, and then it was over. That's all there was. It took 20 seconds. I said to myself, it's a village church with a village God. They have no interest in the world outside. There was no thinking about the poor, the oppressed, the refugees, the places of violence, and the world uh, and evangelism. Mm. So I mean, dang man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a village th- church with a village god. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then, so huh. that's I mean, so are our church. So maybe that's the that's the that's the mic dropping and the challenge for us. Yeah. Are our churches village prayers to village gods? Mm. Well, and that kind of calls into question the whole like Christian nationalism in America. Yeah. And like we tend to have a very isolated view. I mean, maybe we're not village churches, but maybe we're American churches yeah. instead of global churches or something yeah, to that yeah, yeah. effect. But that's a that's a good word. Yeah. Hmm. It's challenging. Thinking of all the I mean, even just starting with thinking about all the brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe who are yeah. getting persecuted, who are getting martyred, yeah. people who are struggling. Um yeah, or even if he was talking about evangelism in there, right? Mm-hmm. The the church that's kind of fledgling in countries that it's new to or that yeah. it's struggled to press through or that it is pressing through. I mean, a place like China, I think of as a place where... The Middle East, yeah, I would say East, so. Yeah. Especially, I would say, in Iran right now <clears throat> is big time yeah. revival and yeah. just bringing people out of darkness. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like praying for those kinds of things are easier to do collectively. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I and that's one of the things that we haven't really talked about. But I I also really enjoy is communal time of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of talked about our private prayer life. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a staff, for example, we get together once a week for our staff meeting and we spend thirty minutes praying together. I just love that. I think that's one of the most encouraging things to do as Christians is to to both hear one another's prayers, but to join with one another in prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for some reason, praying for the global church is one of the things that often comes to mind for me in, in those kinds of situations, whereas it doesn't come to mind as often while I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, communal prayer is awesome. Um, 
when you guys were talking about breathing earlier, I, I was reminded of when I was actually leading a DG a long time ago. And for me, like getting off work and then going to DG and all that, like there's, there's just a lot going on and you finally get there and just like, you just kind of take a breath and like, you know, get ready mm-hmm. for, the, for the fifth gear of your day. And yeah. uh, I just remember when I led, I would always, like when I started the prayer, I'd always ask God to just like, um, help us, you know, relax from our day to enter into this time of um, talking about you and sharing and loving with each other, loving on each other. Um, and just like, I would pause basically and take a deep breath and then, you know, pray. And I thought that uh, that was, it It was helpful for me because it kind of helped me like forget about my day and just move forward, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, have the, just be relaxed and ready to um I guess serve people or just be there I don't know mm-hmm. I just thought of that and was thought that mm-hmm. was good um, the other thing with communal prayer is that uh, the the pastor that married me in Chanel you know his little thing for us was that uh, uh, a, a couple that prays together stays together and I think we made it about seven years of praying every single night maybe six years every night before we go to bed we'd pray together and that's how we would end our day and uh, the last couple of years, it's been very sporadic and, and mainly my fault because I Uh-oh. just don't, you know, say it or whatever. Like, Janelle reminds me of once in a while, but I don't know. That, that's, that's another thing that lately has been a little convicting as God's like, hey, you guys should start praying again at night before you go to bed. Because mm-hmm. um, it was interesting, like, because we literally could not pray if we were um, in disagreements or we had a fight mm-hmm. that day. And uh-huh. it helped center and reset our relationship and put it back on Christ. And I thought that was really cool. And so, yeah, mm. praying by yourself is great, but uh, praying with others is, I mean, uh, the same way, great. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if you're married, um, pray with your wife. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be at that time. It can be whenever, but I think yeah. that it's very beneficial to do that. Yeah. So, Amen. Um, so to kind of wrap up here, I have kind of a final question for all of us and, and even you, the listener. Um, you know, the question is, uh, you know, are you obedient to God and pray? Are you obedient to God and pray? Mm-hmm. In prayer? In prayer. Well, I mean, it's, it's well, well, just to, to sure. I mean, the way I, the reason why I framed it that way is because I think that God calls us to pray. To God pray. and pray. What? No, I'm just thinking out loud of your question. It just sounds... Are you obedient to God and pray? And pray. Okay. You can frame it any way you like. Yeah, okay. I think I need to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, just kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. I mean, just obedient in prayer, like just being in Scripture, just constantly reading and seeing Christ's example or... Even, you know, seeing in Acts, the early church. I mean, we just went through a series of Acts, just like seeing the church constantly relying on the Holy Spirit to do anything, Mm -hmm. to move forward. It wasn't just like they were just picking up and just like, we're just going to do this. We got this, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So being obedient in that um, is just... It's almost, yeah, it's almost implied, you know. But yet again, that's, that's from the Christian worldview that I'm thinking of. And I mean, outside of that, when I wasn't a believer, you know, my dad would say, you know, growing up in a family that had a vague view of who God is and not growing up in the church, um, my dad would want me to pray 
very vague prayers to a vague God, like before our meal at dinner time, because we ate every single dinner together. But um, I think being obedient, I think there's an implied statement there of like, you should be praying and you should be reading scripture and you should be fellowshipping together with other believers. So I think obedience, that could be implied, but maybe some people that that's not within their definition. Mm. So I don't know. I've just experienced a lot of uh, people that like, you know, God's word is one thing and prayer is just this extra Mm. tool. Mm. Um, And that's where I really want to like, I don't know. That's kind of where what what I was thinking about when I kind of laid out this question is, you know, you know, are we responding to to God's desire for us to talk to Him? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I wrote down a few scriptures and uh, like Ephesians six eighteen was one, Matthew twenty six forty one, and it's just you know Jesus talking about prayer a little bit. Um, but I, I just wanted to like talk about you know basically you know are we are we obedient to God and pray basically? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just something to think about and wrestle with maybe. Um, because I don't know, God's word is one thing, right? But you know, relationship with him is huge mm-hmm. and we have to commune with him. There has to be a response to the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that response I think will be uh, to us who are believers is through prayer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we are agreeants, when we have been, born again, and we're living out the gospel daily and preaching to ourselves the gospel, that response should be to us uh, prayer in ways of, like I said, using an acrostic or using the Lord's Prayer uh, as that, but yeah. I think it's interesting to bring it up as something that's an act of obedience, because hmm. I do I do think people don't tend to think of it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can view obedience two different ways. You can think that obedience is a matter of strict duty, mm. and it's just this like rote thing that I have to do. Very militaristic. Yeah, yeah. which <laughs> it is that. I think you know some people try and make that out to be something completely terrible, mm-hmm. but there is something about duty that is part of uh, image bearing. It's like, mm. this is how I was made, so I'm going to do what I was made to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus actually makes it more beautiful than that and bigger than that. And what came to mind for me, and this is not, he doesn't actually use the word prayer in this passage, but in John 15, Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And there's this invitation to relationship. There's this invitation to staying the some translations they use instead of abide, they'll say remain. So remain in my love. Mm-hmm. Um, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And so there's this invitation to a relationship that, as we're being obedient, we're remaining in that relationship. We're remaining close, mm-hmm. and we're actually receiving the love of God through the act of obedience even in prayer would be one example of that but um that that's an invitation i don't know why anybody wouldn't want to come to yeah to the table with the lord in that one you know it's like yeah. oh do you want to receive the love of god well be obedient to him you know um and pray mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah so. 
I know one thing that has restricted me from prayer in the past is sin. And, and I definitely want to bring that up because uh, I know that there's people that fear going to God because they don't want to mm. face their sin and they're, they're, they're afraid. And I think that the gospel spells out how much God loves us, that it doesn't matter, that he's going to forgive all your sins and that, you know, you shouldn't let something that you're struggling with deter you from relationship with God because um, that's what the enemy wants is just to isolate you from God. Um, he wants to, I mean, even your natural sin nature wants to do that. And so that's why, you know, Tim, when I was talking to him in the car late at night and Janelle was like, why aren't you coming inside? (laughs) Um, you know, he was basically telling me, he's like, dude, you need to get on the offensive. Um, because it's, it's a two way street, you know, it's, it's, it's me and God. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I know that like a lot of people will keep that heavy burden on their shoulders and, try to skate through life without, you know, being in right relationship with God. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's good. I just want to share that. Yeah. Before we wrap up, Professor, you got books. What are the books yeah. that you brought? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. curious as to what they are, and then we can. Yeah, so i got a big pile of books here. If you can all, who are listening, if you can all imagine a big pile of books <laughs> on the table. That's what I have. And um, I actually... I had no idea what I was in for when you invited me to do this, so I didn't even know what if I would even use these books in any way, but I am looking at them, and they're all books that have influenced me in my prayer life. The first one is Into the Silent Land, and this is um, by Martin Laird, and it's actually a book that teaches the practice of contemplation. Mm-hmm. So this is where I learned it from. I don't even remember. Some pastor told me about it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Some people are going to freak out. It's okay. Just focus on Jesus and not on whatever's weird about Seriously, it to you, and, yeah. and you'll be fine. You can get that on um, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and, and then the Jesus Creed, that's the book that, again, I've read a, lo- a number of Scott McKnight books I've really appreciated, and this one is I have not yet read, so someone can send me a book report on it so I can, while I'm in seminary, so I don't have to worry about reading it. And then there's Richard Foster, another person that some people might really enjoy or might freak out about, but he's he's kind of a boss when it comes to prayer stuff. And then lastly, the uh, it's just called Prayer. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, uh, Sitster, Sitster, uh, Water from a Deep Well, which I was talking to Jack about at the beginning. This is a book that our one, it's seminary like a required seminary yes. class yeah. uh, that you have to take at Western, and definitely my favorite book I've read so far. Um, and it's really it's a it's a history of Christian spirituality, and some of what it talks about in there is on prayer, and it sort of gives you a broader view of the church and how it has prayed, among other many other things. But prayer is one of those items, and I really appreciated it because there's so much that we can learn from brothers and sisters who've gone before us. I mean, even this whole thing of contemplation, I just had no idea that that was a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and that has been a tool that God has given me from these brothers and sisters from ancient times uh, that now draws me nearer to God. And there's so many things like that. And mm-hmm. so that's why I appreciated that book. And it, it's been inspiring on a lot of levels, not just on prayer, but just overall Christian spirituality. So cool. That's awesome. Um, well, I really enjoyed having you, yeah. Pastor Joel. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you. Byron Jack, do you have any last words? <clears throat> no, I would just say uh, I have a book, oh, too, yeah. or not my book, but it's uh, Nine Marks uh, on Prayer, How Praying Together Shapes the Church. It's by John Onwuchekwa. 
really good. I've heard him about two or three times at different conferences. Very mm, uh, godly man. Um, but yeah, it just talks about the role of corporate prayer in the church, uh, drops those little John Stott nuggets on you and then goes into that, that metaphor of breathing. So that was what John said. So as prayer is breathing. So awesome. going through that book right now. So I would definitely recommend that. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. And before we wrap up, could you pray for us and then we can wrap up? Is that cool? Yeah. Pastor Joel, yeah. Could you pray for us? Thanks. God, we thank you for the gift of prayer and the fact that we can, as Chad talked about earlier, we can have a conversation with you. We can commune with you. We can talk with you. Uh, thank you for your voice, Holy Spirit, as you speak uh, to us, but that we also know that you uh, and Jesus, you're, you're interceding for us and you're praying on our behalf. Uh, what a tremendous gift. And so we pray that we would take advantage of it. We would enjoy it. We would spend time with you, Jesus. We would remain in your love. We would keep your commandments uh, and among those prayer as well. And uh, pray that you would uh, use this not, not only to stir up our affections for you, but you would use it powerfully to do your work as, as the Lord's prayer says, to mm-hmm. have your kingdom come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's awesome. Um, so I'm a little behind on show notes, but uh, I'll update the last couple episodes for show notes, and then I'll get these books here and add them to the show notes. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, we appreciate Thanks for doing your part, finally. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we appreciate you guys, the listeners. We love you. Um, we're excited to just hear more from you guys. Um, and, and uh, yeah, we just appreciate you guys listening. I think it's been a cool thing for us to start this year. And we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, I mean, we started in April, I think, actually, right? Yeah, the, yep. re- the redo. Yeah. Yeah. So the we started in April, pumped out 15 <laughs> episodes. Uh, we're going to start back up in January. So enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys back in January. Um, so in the meantime, catch up on old episodes. Uh, maybe share a little bit with your friends. You can support us at um, patreon.com slash brothers of ash. And we are on every single social network now. So um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the rest we don't care about. Tumblr. <laughs> you guys aren't on Tumblr? Come on. I didn't know that I was still alive. Snapchat? You're not on Snapchat. How dare oh, you? Gosh. Snapchat? How dare be. you? You're not on I wouldn't TikTok. want to touch Snapchat. Yeah. Um, but I'll yeah. the Tumblr up now, though. Yeah. <laughs> Get that up over the holidays. Yeah. Okay. Get Tumblr going. All right. I'll look into it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys, for coming. It was a lot of fun. All right. See ya. See ya. Peace. Peace.